Welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I am Lindy Master sharing an insight of the day. Today I'm going to be dealing with Psalm 91. Love you to read it with me. Just the beginning. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'm going to keep reading. And I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. And he will cover you with his wings. Woohoo! And under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your buckler, your shield. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. And it goes on. It's a marvelous scripture. I absolutely adore the scripture. But I want to have a look at the beginning. You know, we live in times in the natural world at the moment where things are strange, things are difficult, things are tough. Um, and the world has been through some sort of frightening types of times where we've had to reset and relook at our lives and what's going on in the face of the earth. And, you know, I was speaking to a particular group of people that go door to door, you know, trying to win you to their group. And, and, um, they said they were not going to have children and bring children into this world because the, well, the world was so evil. And I thought, wow, what a, what a fatalistic approach to have. And really, no, thank you. I don't want to know what you have to, to, to offer me spiritually speaking, because, uh, if you have such a fatalistic viewpoint, then what's the point? Because Psalm 91 is magnificent. It's just a marvelous one. So I want to have a look at some of the Hebrew. And again, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but I am fascinated with the Hebrew and looking into it and seeing what it means. <clears throat> Psalm 91, he that dwelleth. So the word dwelleth is yashav, yashav. Uh, and yashav means it's a verb which means to to a hand that's hooking into the house a yod a shin and a bait a hand that's hooking into the house so he that dwells a hand that hooks into the house yashav in the secret the word secret is sether it's a samech a hay and a resh, which is a support to behold the head, a support to behold the head. Now, here's the thing. The word say there, the secret is a noun. It's a being. So he whose hand hooks into the house to support something that beholds the head or the, the house, the beginning of something that's a being. So the secret, the place of the most has a different thing altogether, but the secret thing, the secret, he who abides in the secret place, the secret is a noun. So we've got to turn our attention into Sather, this, this being that is supporting to behold the head to take us into what? The place of the most high. Elion, 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 which is Ayin Lamed, Ayud, Avav, and Anun. And it's the shepherd's uh, rod and the hand, the nail, the life, or the seed. This is a noun as well. So both the secret and place of the Most High are beings. They're both nouns, they're beings. So when I take my hand, hooking it into the house, it takes me into this being called secret which is a place of the most high. Both of them are beings. So I go into these beings, These this is a noun, I go into these beings that support to, to help me behold the head and the shepherd's rod to teach the hand to nail it into life. 
the place of the most high. I'm nailing something of myself into life and not into death by dwelling, hooking my, ha- my hand into the house, by dwelling in this being called secret place of the most high. I am actually nailing my life or my seed, um, my teaching myself to nail myself into life. Then it says, shall abide, loon, shall abide, loon, which is a lamed, a yod, and a noon. And so to hook into or hand or nail or secure into something, to lodge into something. Now, when I looked at this word, shall abide, it's a verb. Another one that came up was to be obstinate. I love that. To be obstinate, to actually, I'm hooking in, I don't care, like the proverbial bulldog that holds on to something and won't let go pretty much that shall abide to be obstinate in securing myself so that my soul can continue in prosperity wow shall abide loon to lodge in obstinacy so that my soul continues in prosperity why would we not want to do this and then under the shadow say sell sell el Sel-el, to journey or desire into the shepherd's rod, to journey or des- desire the, the shepherd's rod. And again, the shadow, just like the secret, is a noun. So this whole issue of being in the shadow of something, it reminds me of when I think it was Peter in the book of Acts came out of prayer and as he was walking to the synagogue, they brought everybody to him because his shadow healed the sick so this journey or desire of being shadowed by something other than my own shadow is what healed everybody so i'm hooking myself obstinately obstinately continuing prosperity with my soul continuing in prosperity under that shadow what shadow is that's l cell l i'm trying to say it right to journey or desire the shepherd's rod that thing that brings me into the rod of the teachers and brings me to the fullness of who he is and then it says of the almighty which is shaddai to separate to bring into the door to behold so if i look at the whole thing again and i read it differently i, I need to bring be that one whose hand hooks into the house what house the secret of the support that brings me to behold the head of elohim the shepherd's rod that nails me into life so that I can obstinately lodge my soul to continue in prosperity in this place so that I journey in this desired place of the shepherd's rod of teaching to separate me into the door so that I can behold him. So for me, in a nutshell, I know it sounds relatively complicated, but as I look at each word, I got I got the glory. I just got the glory because if I dwell, if I take myself and I hook myself into the house of this being called secret place of the most high, putting myself in there to behold him, this mighty one, it says, and then I, I will say of the Lord is my refuge and my strength. I mean, I just look at this and I think, well, I can say he's my refuge and my strength. Why? Because I'm abiding, obstinately lodging my soul in this place. Which place? The secret place of the Most High, these beings. 
obstinately lodging my soul saying listen to me soul that is where you lodged that is where you live that is where you find your comfort and nothing else matters i don't care what the world throws at me that is where i live that is who i am and that's where i come from so if i live in that place i can then do the next part of the scripture which is i can say of the lord he's my refuge my fortress my god and him will i trust why because i have lodged myself obstinately into prosperity and oh, who's this prosperity? Well, the shadow, woohoo, the journeying shadow, Salel, of the shepherd's rod bringing me into what? Shaddai, to separate into the door to behold his beauty, the awe of Yahweh. When I put myself deliberately dwelling, obstinately uh, putting my soul in that place of the shadow, of the Almighty, I can then say of the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him I will trust. And then what? Well, surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Listen, pestilence, down with the pestilence. We have no time for pestilences. They cannot touch us. They cannot come near us. They're not allowed to have any portion in my life. Why? Because if I'm obstinately lodging my soul in the place of prosperity, in that secret, that place, that being of the Almighty, that shadow of the Almighty, how can a pestilence come and affect me? It cannot. It cannot affect me. It cannot touch me. It cannot hurt me. It cannot come near me if I am lodged obstinately in that place. And I'll read this uh, scripture to you in Acts chapter 5 verse 15. And it says, To such an extent that they even carried the sick out into the street and laid them on cots and pallets so that when Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on any one of them. And they would be, people would come from the villages and from, from Jerusalem bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, they were healed, people were healed. So there's a shadowing over Peter. Now, did it just come on him, just fall on his head? No, it didn't. He learned Psalm 91. He knew to, how to, to obstinately embed his soul into that place of Yahweh into because he knew psalm 91 come on he was a jew he wasn't reading the bible he was busy living the bible in the, the new covenant so he's obstinately taken his soul and he's embedded it into yahweh into the shadow and then the shadow is the thing that begins to overshadow him that touches other people and then it says and then the pestilence will not come near you i wonder if it's not the same reason the pestilence was leaving people and sickness was coming of people the same shadow from psalm 91 for you and us the same shadow if we walk with it will heal other people wow what a revolutionary thought that would be if we knew that we could do that if we could say, come on, Yahweh, what overshadows me, overshadows other. But that means, of course, that you and I have to come to a place where we know how to obstinately hook ourselves into the shadow. Obstinately hooking myself into the secret place. Obstinately hooking myself into Yahweh. So why? I can then begin to have that come on other people. <clears throat> I think this is a great day for us that we would be able to come to a place where whatever is on us, that shadow, that thing that is on us, would be able to come over people. Now, if I look at the, the Blue Letter Bible for, I, I'm, I'm looking at uh, the, the New Testament, and the word is skia. 
skiah and it's it's a noun so the word shadow is a noun here as well and it says here a shade caused by the interception of light to intercept the light of yahweh that sits around me so when i walk that intercepted light begins to flow out of me healing the sick so that nothing can by any means hurt them so it is it is something that sits on us because of who we are and where we placed ourselves. We've intercepted light. How? By stepping into him. He says, I am the light of the world. So he intercepted that light and didn't go, oh, let me quote a scripture to you. Jesus says he's the light of the world. No, he said, I have become that light. I've intercepted the light. He steps out of his place of, of learning, out of his place of, of, of uh, praying. And as he's going towards the, the synagogue to pray, to talk and do whatever he's going to do, the intercepted light of Yeshua HaMashiach sits on him and begins to touch those that are around him why because he's gone and taken himself in he's dwelt hooked into the house of the secret that support that that beholds the head that 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 beings say there of the most high elion to see that being, that eye, that shepherd's rod, that's hooking and, and, and learning into the hand, to nail into life, to bring seed of life into you. Then obstinately lodging my soul to continue in prosperity into the secret place of the Most High. Why? To put myself under the shadow. It's a noun. The same one that Peter found. The noun to journey or desire under the shepherd's rod, intercepting light and letting it begin to emanate in and through me of the almighty Shaddai so that I can bring people into the fullness of who he is. And then I can say, and no pestilence will come against me. No disease will touch my house. Prosperity will follow me. Yahweh will chase me down with the blessings because of where I am placed. So my question to you today is, where are you placed? You can put a sticker of Psalm 91 on your car till the cows come home, family. It's not going to help you. You've got to know how to embed yourself in both the secret place of and shadow so that it comes and intercepts. The light has intercepted you and it is, you've intercepted it and it just emanates out of you. What if it's called transfiguration? <laughs> what if it's that? The transfigured me and looking like I would look in the realms of the kingdom because of Yeshua who's coming through every pore of my being and that is what touches not just my life but touches the life of all of those that are around you. I would like to suggest that Peter was fully, obstinately embedded into prosperity so that his light that he'd intercepted through Yeshua HaMashiach was resting on all of those that were around him and everybody was healed and demons came out of people. This is a great day to be alive. Shalom, shalom.